This is Almond Alert presented by LMC Manufacturing. And welcome back to Almond Alert, your convention 2023 recap episode. We had an amazing time in La Quinta, California this year. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the concert between the concerts. The vibe was popping. We were right there tucked between Coachella and Stagecoach. And I have to hand it to our crowd. We got into it. The rock t-shirts, the jeans, the Coachella hats, the whole nine lards. We went for it. It was great. Um, it was so fun to see some of our panelists get into it. Uh, and get into the spirit of it. And we rocked out. We had actually people from all over that resort coming and knocking on our door going, what's the going on in here? Because of just the bump in music and the great vibes that everybody was feeling out of this convention. And we all know that that was because of you all just as much as it was by our hosting. So you all getting into it really makes a difference. Why? We're a little nuts. That being said, I want to just throw some fast stats at you. This was our biggest convention yet. We maxed out registration at over 400 people. And I can't thank you all enough, our sponsors. Um, uh, I think we had over 50 sponsors or more. It was our largest sponsorship year yet. Uh, we maxed out 25 speakers on eight main stage sessions, uh, two sold out golf tournaments, which were a blast as well. Sold out trade show. Um, it was great to see some of our friends on the floor, new members like NetFM and old standbys like Exact, um, all there networking and really showing their support for the industry, but more importantly, networking within the industry, because it really is about those relationships. And that's some of the best feedback we could hear. Uh, from everyone who attended was just the the level of relationship building that has taken on uh, taken place at that event. Going back, we're talking 20 plus years with the Alliance has been able to build uh, all the way going forward to even new members saying this was one of the best networking events, but possibly the best uh, feedback I heard was from someone who had never attended before attended and they said this was the most honest, frank, and in-your-face convention in agriculture they'd ever been to. Uh, and I think for someone who reps the entire Western United States to say that says a lot. And we pride ourselves on being able to bring that to you. And so um, we did that through a number of sessions uh, and and coming like just starting hot and heavy right off the bat. We launched into an amazing session on pollinators. And I know everybody kind of shrugs and say pollinators, who cares? But this was actually getting into the weeds a little bit, not only of all the different aspects of what we do around pollinators as as a nationwide leader in pollinator support, voluntary pollinator support, as you've heard us talk about so many times and you can catch on other podcasts with our partners at Great Valley Seeds. Almonds in America are the largest enrolled bee-friendly farming acreage of any commodity in the United States with over 200,000 acres of certified bee-friendly farming habitat or bee-friendly farming acreage. So we talked about on the pollinator program and on the pollinator panel, we brought in specialists from NGOs like Pollinator Partnership, uh, the Almond Board's chief scientist. Uh, we also, who, who leads on the pollinator 
um, uh, initiative there. We had our own chairman, Mike Curry, who, who facilitated the discussion. Uh, members of the board of directors of the California Beekeepers Association, as well as Great Valley Seeds, and our endangered species attorney we've been working with as well. And what we covered there was really the gambit of what the Almond Alliance is doing in this space and why it matters. We've got more to come on this, but it really covered everything from the practices that we as a commodity have been doing voluntarily with no regulatory pressure, no federal subsidies, and have been doing for good practices and adopting and really owning this space of caring for our pollinators as we are the largest uh, consumer of commercial honeybees, but also uh, engaging now in the policy side of that, working to develop good sound policy and protective measures that allow us to keep doing that, but also allow us to keep farming in a way that supports those things and really showing that our farming and being good farmers actually supports pollinator health. Uh, and that was some of the great message that was brought forward and, and really walked through and explained uh, on that panel. And then in there too is also the promotion of our pollinators. So of course the work we do at Great Valley Seeds back to that habitat side of things. And then finally, um, that partnership aspect of what we do, working with the beekeepers of North America to develop those safe and good practices for healthy bee colonies uh, throughout the U.S. And so really a launching out of that um, out of that panel was, um, you know, some straight talk about how Endangered Species Act is playing out right now with regards to pollinators and what we in the Alliance are working on to give voice and give voice to what we've been doing as an industry in that space so that we can assure that there's sound policies so we can continue with these programs and our market demands and meet our market demands in this space. And we can continue to be good partners uh, with our allies in industry as well. And so from that, we launched Pollinator Alliance, and you can learn more at pollinatoralliance.farm to really understand the three Ps uh, for pollinator protection that we're pushing here at the uh, Almond Alliance. And to learn more, go to pollinatoralliance.farm. And that was a big kickoff for us there. Uh, we then rolled right into some amazing economic analysis from our friends at uh, Terrain, uh, which uh, is a subset of the farm credit system. Um, that was probably, I had more people tell me that that was some of the most dense information they'd ever received, but it was presented in such a digestible way, looking at global market dynamics and where almonds is fitting into that, where are market trends going, where are global, um, you know, just global economic trends rolling, uh, not just here in the US, but then putting that into perspective around the world and then putting that in perspective with consumers, putting that in perspective with almonds and really set the table for our conversation with some of our amazing Tiger teams on trade and shipping. We call it the O-Ship um, panel. Uh, our friends, John Aguiar, uh, Mariani Nutt, Peter Schneider from uh, TGS Logistics, Craig Durr from Campus Brothers, uh, JJ from Terra Nova. And that was a perfect time because we had just seen the initial Terra Nova estimate, estimate for the 2023 crop. Um, but it really was some amazing insight, especially bringing in the trucking side of things. They covered everything from uh, union contracts um, dropping that we might have something here sooner rather than later, which was pretty remarkable to hear that announced. We were talking about electric vehicle regulations, which then played out the following week uh, with Cal EPA and some of what that impact will do and what we need from a basic infrastructure standpoint, taking that into consideration for supply chain, uh, pivoting that into the discussion around market and market trends, 
understanding the importance of, yeah, almonds have developed this amazing global market. And over the last couple of years, market forces and, and regulatory pieces in play have prevented us from perhaps maximizing certain market activities. So where do we go? What can we control? What can't we control? Really giving an insight into where the alliance has been pushing and working with members of industry to narrow down where our priorities are uh, as we look for new market access, emerging markets, non-tariff barriers. These are those regulatory pieces uh, that, that are preventing us from maximizing trade opportunities. Uh, looking at, at the retaliatory tariffs and how do you work knowing that they're going to be there? Understanding that the current political dynamic is those probably aren't going anywhere. So what is it that we can do? Examining some interesting things that we've been doing with the Philippines uh, and uh, submitting for some new market access there and some reduced tariffs opportunities there, as well as looking for creative ideas from other parts of, of the world of where can we be pushing and moving product and taking advantage or getting ahead in uh, almost despite or in spite uh, of, of uh, some of the political dynamics that are preventing us from, from kind of moving in directions that we want, forcing us to get creative and look elsewhere. And that was such a dynamic conversation about where we need to work and where we need to focus as an industry uh, and really bring the same creativity we brought to bringing us into the global dominance that we have to this new challenge. Um, and that conversation, I think, was uh, was truly remarkable and fun to follow up with because we got a lot of work to do to do. And we'll be covering that in future episodes uh, coming off the convention because we're already working on trade since having that conversation. Uh, we never quite stop. Um, our keynote lunch was actually remarkable. And anybody who got to go to that, I geeked out. I massively geeked out. I've been a fan of Chris Starwalt for years. And so to have him as a guest speaker was remarkable. And he really did just lay out so clearly and yet entertaining um, this wonderful blend of history and of uh, modern political understanding. For those of you who don't know, he was the political director and elections uh, desk director uh, for, uh, or excuse me, he was the political editor uh, for uh, Fox News uh, in the news division. Uh, and he recently has a book out called Broken News, and he kind of riffed on what's in the book. So if you have a chance, I suggest uh, it's on Audible. It made the drive. It was a perfect thing from, from Turlock to La Quinta. Um, but if you had a chance, take a listen to that book because it'll really capture very well what was covered in, uh, in the luncheon. And he just did a wonderful and eloquent and entertaining job of explaining the current media dynamic um, where we started historically, where we've landed today, and how that then plays into our political dynamic and kind of that interesting relationship that today now lingers between the politics and the frustration we feel with our politics is also some is has also been monetized in so many ways by our news media. And how do we as good citizens um, take back our power? Uh, and have, you know, the country of the people, for the people and by the people, um, and how it really is incumbent upon us to be aware, be good and broad consumers of media, not just listening to confirmation bias, um, and where to go looking for that and, um, and how to go looking for that. And so it was, a, it was a wonderful chance to get a different dynamic speaker. We were so excited to have everybody raved about the lunch. Appreciate everybody who signed up for that, and especially Blue Diamond as our lunch sponsor. Um, that wrapped out day one. Um, can you believe that? I mean, then we had our Huller and Scheller breakout. I mean, hold on a second. Totally forgot. So we did our breakout committee meeting with our Huller and Scheller committee, which was standing room only and exceptional. And I think this is where this speaks to, I think, the direction that we're going with the Alliance. And that was such great feedback coming out of convention and the energy that came out of convention. 
we had standing room only and it wasn't just hullers and shellers, it was hullers, shellers and growers. And that has been such a big part of the direction and really the, the direction that we as an industry are telling the Alliance we need to go. We need to create that place for our growers. I think our growers have been looking for a place to go, a place to plug in, a place to feel that they have a voice and power in the direction of where this industry is going and that works for them. And they're learning that it's here at the Alliance. And that's really what we want to continue to build out. So while the Huller and Scheller Committee was tackling uh, a number of different regulatory issues, just industry, good practices, ensuring and holding each other accountable so that we continue to hold ourselves to a higher standard um, and continue to bring higher quality and better quality product, ensuring that we're the best in the business. It was great to hear from the growers as well saying, yep, we have a voice in this too. And to be able to announce the launch of our grower committee chaired by Kelly Evans, co-chaired by Gary Garcia um, at that same meeting so that we can start building that third place, the Starbucks for our growers uh, to start coming into the Alliance and informing the policies. Because as you know, we like to build it from the ground up. We like to hear it from from what works on the ground and then translate that into the policy and political and bring home the resources to, to our industry and our communities. So it was great to see so much engagement and to see the level of uh, technical expertise on display we got asked tough questions. I was texting people all across the country saying, hey, I need fast answers on different things uh, in that room because there was some good dynamic conversation taking place. And I really love how this industry um, gets together, holds each other accountable, holds each other to high standards and sets the tone and says, we're going to be the best. Here's what it takes to be the best. And we're all in on doing that together. Again, the savvy, the sophistication, the cleverness and the competition that this industry brings to its to to the world, it brings to itself and it makes us better. Um, and it was just fantastic to see that on display. 